with us live in studio, the legend himself. We've had an opportunity over the years to speak with Lior Hode uh, during these broadcasts. I believe it's the first time, maybe I'm wrong, but I believe it's the first time that we have, not, have had an opportunity to speak with him face-to-face in this type of forum and enjoy reminiscing and speaking about what's happening these days. Lior Hode, the uh, Yeshiva University basketball legend, is among the six honorees, the six inductees tomorrow night at the Hall of Fame dinner for the Yeshiva University Athletics Department. We will, of course, recognize everybody in just a moment, but we'll focus on uh, our guests for a second here. It happens tomorrow night, June 15th, at Congregation Avas Torah in Englewood, New Jersey. And uh, for those of you who'd like to be there, it's an exciting night. I've been to these before. It's an exciting night. If you want to register, donate, support the cause, after this conversation, you might be more inclined to support the cause, frankly, when you realize that this is a lot more than just sports and basketball. Uh, You can go to yu.edu slash HOF for Hall of Fame 2023. That's yu.edu slash HOF 2023. Lior Hode, welcome back. To JM and the AM. Good morning, Nahum. Always a nice to see you. Same here. Uh, nice to have this encounter face to face and speak about uh, something that both of us uh, love tremendously. I don't think I can match the amount of love you have for Yeshiva University athletics, but but it's close. It's up there. You know, I'm, I'm proud to be I'm proud to be a fan, a supporter, and somebody who's always talking about how great uh, YU sports is. And uh, tomorrow night is a very special night halls of fame are pretty cool it's nice to have your career recognized in any type of hall of fame whether it be a local one or a uh, one specific for the jewish community or this one yeshiva university which of course has been the centerpiece of your legendary career what are your thoughts the day before the big induction well i'm very humble uh, i reflect back i look at uh, how we got here uh, I look to the fact that I'm going in with my brother and my coach. So that makes it really special. And it's been a really long journey, not for this award, but just to look back and reflect that I actually graduated 35 years ago. And it seems like it was yesterday. And I still remember how I got there. And it's, I'm, I'm going to speak a lot about it tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to that. But again, with coach and coachette, my brother and everybody else that I'm pretty much know everybody that will be there tomorrow. So that's going to be very So exciting. 35 year class of 1990? 1989, 1988. 1988. Yeah. And that was the, uh, and you did play four seasons, right? I played four, four seasons. Four seasons yes. with the team. Yes. And when you, how did you discover Yeshiva University? Like how did you even, where were you from and how did you know that this place even existed? So it's kind of interesting because my parents moved to Atlanta, Georgia in 1980. From? From Holon, Israel. And they moved the whole family there, opened the restaurant. I wanted to become a chef because of that reason. They closed after nine months because they frankly did not know how to run a restaurant. <laughs> and That could be a problem. <laughs> it could be a huge problem, especially when you run out of money. And um, my brother and I loved playing basketball, so they left, they went back, and they asked us if we want to go back with them. And we said, I don't think so. We kind of like it here. We play four hours of basketball a day, went to public school. And uh, we kind of grew on our own. There was a seven-year period where we did not see our parents, uh, not because they didn't want to, just because, you know, they, they didn't have the ability to help us. So other people took care of that. And because of that experience, I think we are who we are, both of us today. And uh, I reflect that because I look back and see what I accomplished 
today in my journey, and it's all going back to the roots of, uh, of really working hard. And the way I got to YU is uh, an alumni saw me play at uh, the JCC in Atlanta, and he told his dad, he ta- his dad called uh, Coach Alpert, Coach Alpert calls me, and I explained to him that I just sent a letter of intent to play to uh, Emmanuel uh, Junior College Baptist School, and, uh, Which was where in Georgia? In, in, in North Georgia, next to the University of Athens, in next University of Georgia. And um, I said to him, you know, I said to him, "Have you heard of uh, YU?" I go, "Why who?" <laughs> I said, "Yeah, Yeshiva University, a four-year school. It's a beautiful school." I said, "Listen, coach, if somehow we can get, you know, the financial aid that I can go to YU, I'm all yours." And the rest is really history. I'm, that was the best move I ever made. So. And you're a New Yorker since then. Well, New York, New Jersey, meaning you're in this area since you started up at Washington Heights. Correct. In fact, Coach was the first person I met in New York area. So He, he was there up. to greet you. He p- picked me up, put me in the dorm, Rubin, and, uh, and, and it's just, it just been an unbelievable journey. One year difference between you and your brother? Yes. They used to call us the Twin Towers. Right. Because well deserved, because you looked yeah. at it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, And And he it, he goes along the following year, essentially, because that's what you did? Like, that was the... Yes, be, yes. To be together with you. Yeah, we very, we were we're still very close. Right. And, and again, when you don't have money and you work hard all your life, and I'm saying working hard, restaurant, bus boys... Even during college, you're doing jobs? We worked before school, after school, we're on the lunch program, breakfast, you know, we're not, we're not eating kosher at the time, and uh, you have to survive, right? So the name of the game is survival. And uh, we, had, we had a rough life, but the way I look at it, it was a great life. I think every kid in America should work as a bus boy or a waiter or a dishwasher and go take the garbage at 11 o'clock at night in a rainy day just have to have that experience once, and you, you really go force you to work really hard in school. Yeah, no question about that. Who's the better ball player, you or your brother? So everybody asks me that question. I always give him the credit. You know, when he played it, when we played at YU, we had we, we spoke to each other in Hebrew all the time, so that kind of gave us an advantage. Right. He's much stronger. He actually picked after college. And when he was in college, he didn't really take any shot from outside. Because he was a better ball player after college. Much better ball player after college. Much better. In, in fact, he still plays to this day. When did you peak? I peaked probably a few years after that also. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So there's plenty of room for development. Well, well, absolutely. Well, why should that surprise me? I mean, NBA, NBA players are far better than they were in college usually. Absolutely. Well, depending on the case, but you know, because the competition is much more is much more difficult. What was the competition like in your day when you're playing four years at YU? We we're getting a sense today, those of us who are following it relatively closely, about how everyone's after YU and there's a big target on their back now because they've had recent success. What was the competition like then? So you have to understand the world change, right? The introduction of the internet, the instant, uh, the scouting. Um, people know how to take care of their body much better. You look at LeBron James, right. who's been in the league for so many years. So technology helped quite a lot. And uh, what happened is uh, when we were there, you know, we came from public school. So we were in great shape. And we were competing against uh, people here that were not as good shape as we are. So... Um, that kind of gave us an advantage. We used to go back to Atlanta and play against Dominic Wilkins and most of the Georgia Tech guys. Really? Yeah. So, so. And you could keep up with them. We kept up with them because we used to run cross country. We used to be in shape. We're about a crazy shape. It's like it's like my son Jordan running up and down at six five. That's right. the difference. Right. Wow. Uh, and uh, and this. So when you see what the league or the conference looks like today. 
you are seeing a completely different product. I'm forget about the YU piece for a second. Just in general, Division Three college basketball skyline conference is it much different than what you were experiencing back then? I believe I believe that we had a lot of talent back then, but because the people who do want to play competitive basketball and spend the time and the money to get themselves better, and they know how to do it now. The tools are there. the The, the videos are there. And and but I think there's less people playing ball than when we when I when I was playing ball. Right. Why? Because that was the only thing to do at the time. The pool was smaller. The pool was smaller, and well, now, now it's smaller. Now it's smaller, right. but it's the quality I think is right. better. The game changed, right? Yeah. Everybody wants to shoot trees right now, etc. <laughs> right. But uh, there's no competition. You know, there's no internet uh, at the time. There's do no cell phone. Do you get frustrated when you see these guys hoisting up threes? Does that frustrate you or not? <laughs> but you know, I like to shoot three too because they, they added a three point shot my sophomore year in college. In college. College. Yeah, that was when the, the Maxton Athletic Center opened up. So, so yeah, so I I feel bad for all the great shooters before my time. Right. Guy like Ronnie Schwartz, who would have probably been ranked to right. get another extra 100 points. Just he was in that ball. era right before you. Yeah, he graduated in 86, so right. we kind of played together for two years. And then sometimes we see him. At, yes. at different events. Yeah. We saw him in York, Pennsylvania. Do you remember yes, that? Yes, that was surprising. He brought his son over. It was so amazing, and I was so happy to see him. And, and for me, you remember, he of course. he is one of two stars during Correct. during the era when I'm sitting in the stands as a student. You yes. know, that was very significant that yes. uh, that to see him still connected. Well, let's talk about that for a second. Connection, you know, is one of the, the themes. You might actually address this tomorrow night because you're obviously still connected with the university and still connected in such a big way to the community in so many different ways um it, it seems to me today that even the athletes that may not be you know observant ritually aware etc it seems to me today take very seriously their role as being a jewish person in a public forum was it like that in your day so so back in my again i came from public school so to me it's you know the, the old experience was just surreal it was different you know and, and thanks to coach and coachette i have what i have today which is the jewish life that i have with my wife um, but i think it's very important when you play for yeshiva university okay you really represent not just yourself but the whole community the jewish people not just the jewish people the orthodox people mm -hmm. okay like my son Tyler does it best, right? After each game, he cleans the floor, takes this stuff. Why? Because you have a keeper on your head. When you have a keeper on your head, the other players associate that with kindness. So you got to play the role. You got to make sure you're into it. And then after a while, is you know you, you get to enjoy it. The whole Shabbat experience today, it's it, it's so necessary with the age of cell phone. People wired, glued to their cell phone. You need that 25 hours of doing absolutely nothing and spending all the time with your family. I think that's the difference. Right. And therefore, today, a team like YU might be more inclined to Correct. gather together on Correct. a Shabbat because Correct. Th th that bonding process, Correct. they may have had in other types of activities back then, Correct. but today, it's the only way to do it today because you don't shut off from social media and Correct. technology. You're always distracted. You know, I when my kids asked me where should they go to college, right? And I told all three boys all went to YU. I right. gave them two options. I said, we'll pay for Rutgers because it's local right. and we'll pay for YU. But I got to tell you this, what's going to happen? You're going to go to Rutgers. You're going to have the best four years of your life for many reasons, okay? Then you're going to go to YU. You're going to have the, the most difficult four years of your life, right? You're going to probably be on the, on the three programs, right. the Hebrew study, the English study, and the basketball, right? right? But guess what? And the 6 a.m. basketball. And the 6 a.m. basketball, that's right. right. And when you, but however, when you graduate from 
Rutgers, you're going to have 100 people in your class that you don't even know, okay? So the heavy is not that. You go to YU, when you graduate, you're going to have friends for a lifetime. And that's the networking is so important those days. And I was right. They're all doing pretty well right now. They're doing great. And uh, they did great on the court, and they're doing great yes. off the court. And, and I mean, you have, you have in your family role models that yes. are – uh, you know, really declaring to the world that, yeah, basketball is important, but menschlichkeit and Torah and davening and community-mindedness, etc., all those are even more important than ball. It's all my wife. I give my wife an appearance. She's my angel. Every morning I massage. She has wings in the back. I massage <laughs> it every morning. I hope she's listening right now. But she set the right path. She have her own uh, story on herself. But between the two of us, we think we got the right, uh, we're on the right path right now and, and reflect that to our kids, to our community, and everything we believe in. Um, Lior Hode is here. Tomorrow night, he is among the inductees in the Yeshiva University Athletic Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame dinner is being presented by the uh, Yeshiva University Athletics Department. And here's the list of those who are going in to the Hall of Fame with you. Uh, you mentioned your brother Ayal. He played basketball from 85 to 89. Uh, he is going to be recognized. Stu Poliner, who is a uh, legend. I mean, when you go through the list of great basketball legends from YU, you, he's one of the names that always comes. I'm sure you heard his name for the moment you stepped on the court for the of first course. time. You know, you remind me of Poliner, you know, that type of thing. And he played back in the late 60s and early 70s. Rachel Mursky, Rachel Mursky, Rachel, sorry about that. Rachel Mursky is going to be um, inducted. She is uh, a both a softball player and a women's basketball team member and player from 2013 through 2016. Stephanie Greenberg, women's basketball and women's cross country. Talk about double program, huh? Uh, from 2011 through 2015. And uh, I saved him for last, of course. Uh, you referred to him as coach and his wife as Coachette. Uh, we're referring to the legendary Johnny Halpert, who, of course, played his own brand of YU basketball in the mid-60s and then coached from 1972 until 2014. And it is wonderful to see that he is being inducted. Uh, it is wonderful no, for those of us who know the Hode Halpert connection. It's even It, it brings even more uh, joy to tomorrow night's ceremony. Honestly... I am honored that I'm going to be there as part of the program tomorrow night because this, to me, is one of the most significant um, events that Yeshiva University Athletics has had. And, I, and I've had the opportunity to preside over a lot of different ceremonies for them. But the fact that, that this group, that includes you, your brother, and Coach Halpert, are being inducted on the same night is pretty amazing. It's amazing. i got to tell you, the reason who I am today, the reason why my wife, my family... The way we interact as a family, we had a great role model. And I can remember a specific instant when I first went to his house in the 1984, my first Shabbat, okay? And I saw what's going on. I saw how everybody interacting on the table. I saw Aviva made the coleslaw salad and the, and the chicken. And, and their kids were kids the then, kids, right? The kids, all the young, you know, and, and, and I'm sitting on the table and I'm, I'm, I'm working my butt off my, my whole life. I'm like seven days a week. Okay, and I see this family sitting there and, and coach cutting the challah and stuff. I'm saying, wait a minute, I want a piece of that. Why can't I have that? And because of that experience, it gave me something to shoot for. And that, when people say, but, tell me about Johnny Halpert. Basketball is great. I mean, look, look at his accomplishment, you know, been there for 42 years. But what he, the way he affects his students, the way he affects people, that's what I like about him. 
Okay, and I think that's what makes Bayou extremely different. You know, a guy like Ryan Torell is doing extremely sure. well. Everybody's going to remember him. Everybody's going to remember what what he did on the court and Elliot, etc. And and this is a very important club, you know. I'm, and I'm so happy that I was part of that journey. And, and kudos to the coach and coachette and the entire family. You know, um, Rafi, I call him Ralphie, his youngest. Okay, was my ringman in my wedding. So we're still <laughs> very interactive. We still Aviva works in my company, etc. You know, it's a match made in heaven. I'm so happy that that why you is honoring him us and to go into the same class with my brother and my coach. It's the best. Amazing. It's all happening tomorrow night. Those of you out there who would like to be at what's going to be a unique ceremony, to say the least, you could uh, visit the website yu.edu slash HOF for Hall of Fame, HOF 2023. Again, that's yu.edu slash HOF 2023. The event is happening at Congregation Avas Torah in Englewood here in Bergen County tomorrow night. Um, and everybody's invited for information and questions. You can contact everybody uh, through the website. Uh, we're celebrating the uh, induction ceremony that takes place tomorrow for the University Athletics Hall of Fame. Presenting sponsor, by the way, is LK. What do you know about them? Do they have a, uh, a good business reputation? It's a pretty good company. <laughs> it's a healthcare data plan. We built that company about uh, 20 years ago uh, with my business partner, Kamal. He's like my brother. And the company name after L for Lee or K for Kamal. And, and again, another example of two people getting together and doing the right thing on a handshake, really. And we help, uh, was able to grow this company to about over 700 people worldwide. And uh, we have really good people working for us. And, many, and a lot of why you graduate also. So. Seriously? Yes. Akiva Piper is there. So <laughs> Very cool. Yes. He'll be there tomorrow. There are also some legendary YUers from down in Atlanta, Georgia. Did you know any of them back yeah, then? Of course, of course. You uh, knew the Merlis family? No, Paul. So Paul was my customer when I, I used to have a landscaping. In and Georgia? In Georgia. And he was one of the people that when I had to make a decision, if I'm, where, where am I going to go, ask, I also asked him about YU. And uh, yeah, and, and Mitch. I mean, I mean, we go way back. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's the other thing about YU is the alumni, everybody's so connected. Okay, you get out yeah, of if you want to be if you want to be connected. You, if you want to be connected, you can be part of that you family can forever. Be, and especially in those days, it's all about the network. You, mm -hmm. know, you get out and you tell people, "I graduated from YU." It's it's tremendous, tremendous advantage. One other piece to this whole thing, I'm going to take advantage of the fact that you're here and visiting us live and in person. Uh, someone like yourself, successful business person, great family, obviously everything that you do for the athletics uh, up at YU. Uh, you could be, you could act like a regular balabas, so to speak, as we like to say, a balabayit. Uh, but you feel the need, at least this is the impression I'm under, you feel the need to be as involved, you and your wife and your kids, to be as involved as possible in the synagogue, to be as involved in po as possible in so many different community organizations. I don't know if you can count anymore how many have honored you and your family or how many have recognized both not just financial, but the work that you've put in to so many different organizations. Why? What, what, what? One could take the easier route than making this very uh, time-consuming commitment, Lior. I, I tell you why. It's actually very simple. When you're left in this country for seven years without parents and strangers come and take care of you for all the time, out of the blue, you remember that experience. Okay, so somebody helped me and my wife. My wife has a very similar story also. So you look back at that experience and you want to do better. 
And that's, that's the path that uh, we decide to do. And, and I like to be hands-on. In fact, I like to bring the YU team to my house right. every year. And not just that. <laughs> you know, I don't cater the food. I make all the food myself. I sit there and I tell them. And I have a conversation with them. I make them a Moroccan fish and the soup and the filter fish and all that. Because I want them to see that sometimes in life you can't just buy everything with money. That personal touch. And I spend individual time with each one of them to talk about their goals, what they want to get out of it. This is what the YU connection bring to us. Because all, every one of those kids is going to pay it back to somebody else. And, and I'm the proof of that. So you're a coach in uh, many off ways. Off the record, yeah. I off mean, you, record, you never yeah. served officially as a coach, right? No. I like to work behind the scene. But I, you I are filmed coach, the games, right? as you know, for I don't know, 15 years. And I, I, I always told my, you know, when I, and Johnny was the one who told me about this. You know, I used to go, my, when my kids first started playing, I used to scream in halftime. I used to scream and coach said, what are you doing? You're going to lose your voice before, you know, the kids can put the ball in the basket. I said, go get yourself a camera, okay, and just film and keep your mouth shut. So that's what I did. So I got used to watching a game and turning my hand. And, uh, and then I take the tape and I give it to my boys, okay, and I show them the moment. You know, every, every parent out there starts screaming at the kid, oh, you should have made left and right. I'm like, the kid's like, well, what just happened? What I do is after the game, initially, I say, guys, let's go over to play. And I put it in slow motion. Okay, you have the choice. You made the choice to go right instead of going to left. What do we learn from this? Then after a while, I taught them how to watch those videos. That's why it's fresh. We won the championship because we're always back. That's the third time you play against the team, you already know the plays. Right. So I taught my kids how to prepare for basketball. And I use basketball as a way to prepare for life the same thing you don't go into a meeting without knowing who's going to be there and who's the player with the decision making etc amazing basketball is all connected when you were a kid you played ball in israel or not we played ball in israel we were in part of the shomerats a year and apol cholon a little bit and then my parents decided to move right. and and all just basketball and work basketball and work and we were very good students but right. with no family around we had a lot of time to play basketball and work so do you like visiting israel now so I like visiting Israel. I have um, my my father is there. Um, my father used to live with us for fifteen years. He's, he's in, in he's in Israel now. And my siblings are there. And but you have to remember, I moved in nineteen eighty. That's forty three years ago. It's a long right? time. So when I go there, everything seems to be. When I was young, everything seems to be big. When right. I go to today, it's everything is so small. It's like what happened to all the streets and. <laughs> So I'll try to go at least once a year to visit. Pretty amazing, I'll tell you. Uh, Lior Hode is in the class of, what are we in, 2023. He's in the class of 2023, being inducted tomorrow night at the Yeshiva University Athletics, Yeshiva University Athletics Department Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Mazal Tov to uh, Stephanie Greenberg, to uh, Coach Johnny Halpert, to Ayal Hode, uh, to Rachel Mursky, to Stu Polliner, and, of course, to our guest, Lior Hode, who uh, dominated the 1980s up at Yeshiva University on the basketball court and in so many other areas of life, as you've been hearing this morning here at JM in the AM. To register for tomorrow night's event, which is in Englewood, New Jersey, it's yu.edu slash hof2023. Again, yu.edu slash hof2023. Lior, I say mazal tov to you. Anything else you'd like to add? Any other? Can any I come back again? Oh, I'm being funny. This you, is awesome. You can come back because there's some topics we never even got to this I know, morning. I know. Do you, are you still uh, are you still playing the role of beekeeper? Or that's in the past. So I still got bees on my roof. You still have bees I still on your got roof. Bees. Thank you to Danny Center. I have a lot of stuff to talk about about kids, about motivation. 
Yeah, yeah, but let's go back to the bees for a second. Okay. <laughs> one, one can safely, in an urban environment like we're in now, uh, one can safely care for a, what do we call them, a pack of bees, a collection of bees? What are they called? You know, they're the colony, but <laughs> the, the, colony the hive. The hive. So what's happening is that they actually changed the rule now. Now they put some restriction in New Jersey, depending on the square foot uh, of uh, your property. But Danny Center, the one that got me into this, you know, is, 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 sure. is the man of all trade. And uh, I think seven years ago, um, I read an article that the bees population is dying. And of right. course, bees are yellow. So yellow is my favorite right. color. Right. I have the two yellow hammer. And, uh, <laughs> and suit. And suit. I think the young Israel dinner, you had a yellow yes. suit on. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, uh, so, I, you know, so I was driving with my marketing team on my yellow hammer. And I said, and a topic came up. And I said, wait, you know, one of the guys said, well, why don't we have bees on our roof? We have a flat building in Teaneck. I'm like, wait a minute, that's a great idea. Pick up the phone, call Danny. Danny said, you have the best location in Teaneck. I said, Danny, here's my credit card. Get me going. We start with four hives, went to, to, to eight, and then moved to the new building. Now we have 24 hives. And here's the best part. Help us so much in business. Because when you have a boot, okay, and you have a technology company, people come in, they see technology and all that. And then they see those small honey jars, and they go, wait a minute. What's a honey for? Oh, let me tell you a story. Once I tell them the story, they remember me, right? And then it's the best part, okay? We have the CEOs of all those famous companies, Cerner, all the hospital, they come on the roof, okay? And I asked him, what do you use for security, for data breaches? He goes, oh, we use X, Y, and Z. I said, uh-uh, we use bees. Our bees protect your data from data breaches from the roof. And they start laughing. They remember me. Amazing. And again, the bees, what's, what, what the bees are good for? They all work like a team. Nobody can do the work themselves. It's teamwork. That's they what LK is all they about. They also have a leader, though. They have one queen, right. right? But they all work. Everybody has a job. And together, they make this beautiful product called honey. Amazing. I love it. And by the way, whenever we see a yellow Hummer, my son says to me, it's one of two possibilities. It's Lior or it's somebody else. <laughs> That's right. Those are the only two possibilities in terms That's of who's right. driving. Well, Mazal Tov. Yep. And uh, looking forward to seeing you tomorrow yeah. night and participating. And uh, what can I say? There's only one way to wrap up this conversation. As you know... The entire world has gone uh, Yeshiva University basketball crazy yes. over the last few years. You know yes. this. You know this firsthand. Yes. Uh, and I'm sure when you speak to anybody and mention YU basketball, they are very focused on this era as opposed to you know our era of years ago. Like yes. everybody wants to talk about what's yes. happening now. Even even without Ryan Terrell, who's moved on, still the team is very close to the top and really competitive, et cetera, et cetera. So how do you know when a team becomes successful? Like the like the eighty five Bears. There's a song that someone created <laughs> to commemorate the team. In this case, it's Lenny's roll oh. roll max roll. So I figured that's the way to wrap up this conversation. <laughs> I want to thank you again for for bringing me on the show. I want to thank my wife, my soulmate, and my family. And this is really awesome. Looking forward for tomorrow night. And, uh, you know, I have guests coming. I have Ryan. His whole family is coming. Whoa, whoa, whoa. who's coming? Ryan is coming. His, his parents the are coming. Terrell the entire family. entire Terrell family is staying by, staying by our house. And I'm going to be there when he gets elected to the Hall of Fame, right? So, so it's payback. And, and, that, uh, and that'll be sooner rather yeah. than later, right? But people like Ryan in, in Yiddishkeit, what's going to help us recruit more new players, the players that we normally don't get from the traditional Yeshiva League, there's plenty of people like Leo and Al out there, and we just have to find them. Right. Well, just one word on Ryan. I mean, we, we speak about representing the Jewish people, as you described earlier. You know, you're, you're doing a lot more than just representing YU basketball. I don't know who trained this kid, but my gosh, every time he opens his mouth, you never have to worry. 
about how he's representing the Jews. You know what that is? For someone his age to be able to say that, that you know you're confident that he's going to say the proper thing and be be viewed in a positive light when he speaks. It's it's amazing. So the best quality, people say, oh, wow, Ryan is the best YU player that ever exists. I said, yes, but that's not his best quality. His basketball IQ and his mental, when you talk to him, he's sincere. He actually believes in what he does. He's a great, I believe he's a great role model. And um, I'm, I'm extremely happy to be associated with him, with his brand. I think every kid needs to have their own brand. He has the Ryan Terrell brand. And uh, that's not the end of him. He's going to go very far in life. So. I mean, how many people have asked you if he's actually going to end up in the NBA? Probably. I, I think I think he should, you know, for the right you, combination. You think I think he, for the right, for, there has to be a combination of marketing, et cetera, for that reason. You know, for the right team, for the right situation, I can see him doing that but obviously he can always play in Europe in Israel right. but he's very unique Ryan is a very unique specimen he's, he's, he's a great guy again the, um, basketball is great right but is the is, is basketball IQ is the way he's interact I think he'll do great in business so if whoever's out there looking for a great spokesperson for a guy that can really make a difference that's your guy 100% Lior Mazaltov and thank you. Thank you very much. We'll wrap up with the song that was uh, created to commemorate Yeshiva University basketball. It's a Wednesday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. Daddy throws the charge as we've seen him do so many times. Throws cross court past the Terrell, lays it in. Simcha Howard from downtown, bang, he hits a huge three. He plays great D as well, now he's playing in Israel. Roll, match, roll. Roll, match, roll. Why you, Max? Let's go. Roll, match, roll. The Max cannot be stopped. Jansen home, one star for the max. The wind spin move, gets it to go, gets it to go. Clutch at both ends of the floor all the time. Alley-oop to Ophic, are you kidding me? That's fine. Roll, match, roll, roll, match, roll. Roll, the match cannot be stopped. Roll, match, roll.
Oh, 